From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, January 29th. I'm Marco Werman. Today, Tony Blair defends his decision to get Britain into the Iraq war. Just so that we make this absolutely clear, this was not an American position. This was my position and the British position. Also, Avatar in the Amazon. Indigenous leaders watch the blockbuster in 3D and see the parallels for themselves. And later, French indie rockers Phoenix sing in English, but their sound is distinctly French. The last thing we would want to do is to copy American music. I don't see the point. First, this news. BBC News with Cathy Cluxton. The former British Prime Minister, Tony Blair, has said he does not regret helping the United States to remove the Iraqi leader, Saddam Hussein. Mr Blair was giving evidence at an official inquiry into the Iraq war. Madeleine Morris reports. It's been a long day for Britain's former Prime Minister, but despite the dogged questioning from the inquiry's five panel members, he rarely seemed flustered. Even when confronted with the failures of the post-war planning for Iraq, Tony Blair was adamant his government had done all it could to plan for the eventualities. We did an analysis of what they might be and we, we worked them out. The trouble was we didn't plan for two things. One was, as I say, the absence of this properly functioning civil service infrastructure. And of course the second thing, which is the, the single most important element of this whole business of what happened afterwards. People did not think that Al-Qaeda and Iran would play the role that they did. Earlier, he had been at pains to say how much the events of September the 11th changed his view of Iraq. We could not afford to allow rogue states to develop weapons of mass destruction and possibly join forces with Al-Qaeda, he argued. What's more, at the time of going to war, he reiterated he truly believed that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. He denied, however, that he committed to toppling Iraq's leader at a meeting at George Bush's Texas ranch in 2002. All he promised at that time, he said, was to deal with Iraq. Despite that, Mr Blair maintained that the invasion was legal and that Iraq and the world were better off without Saddam. The High Court in Nigeria has ruled that President Yaradwa, who's out of the country receiving medical treatment, is not obliged to hand over power to his vice president. The case was the last of four legal challenges concerning the president. Earlier, the Nigerian health minister reacted angrily to a statement from the United States and Europe asking Nigeria to resolve what they called the current period of uncertainty. A man who killed an abortion doctor in the United States is facing life in prison after being found guilty of first-degree murder. The man, Scott Roder, said he had wanted to protect unborn children. Adam Brooks reports. Last May, Scott Roder, a 51-year-old anti-abortion activist, walked into a church in Wichita, Kansas, and shot one of the worshippers, George Tiller. Dr Tiller performed abortions. In particular, he offered late-term abortions, which had made him the target of anti-abortion activists for many years. At his trial, Scott Roder admitted killing Dr Tiller, but he argued in his defence that he'd acted in order to save the lives of unborn children. His lawyers had tried to persuade the judge that Roder should face a lesser charge than first-degree murder because killing an abortion provider could be justified. The judge refused to allow it. Adam Brooks reporting. World News from the BBC. 
The former French Prime Minister Dominique de Villepin has reacted angrily to the decision by state prosecutors to appeal against his acquittal on charges of trying to discredit the current president, Nicolas Sarkozy, five years ago. Mr de Villepin accused Mr Sarkozy of being behind the prosecutor's decision and of acting out of hatred. Bolivia's president, Evo Morales, has authorised emergency funding for parts of the country hit by floods, which the authorities say have affected some 24,000 families. Weeks of heavy rains have swept away crops and livestock. Andres Skipani reports from the Bolivian capital, La Paz. The government has declared a state of emergency in the worst hit areas of La Paz, Santa Cruz, Cochabamba, Chuquisaca and Beni, and says the flooding is expected to get worse as more rain is forecast. Rivers have broken the banks and overflowed. Earlier this week, a heavy mudslide washed away 72 houses in the outskirts of the capital, La Paz.